0: from Road School Moms, Mary Beth and I will be coming to you right after this word from our sponsor. Affirm Films and Sony Pictures Animation present The Star, the fully animated story of the first Christmas told through a whole new set of eyes. Both the donkey and his stable of animal friends follow the star to become some unlikely heroes.
1: That light, that's the star. This is where it's been leading me. What's his name? His name is Jesus.
0: The Star, now playing. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested. More information is available at thestarmovie.com. Good evening and welcome to Road School Moms. I'm one of your hosts, Kimberly Travaglino, full-time road schooling mom to four kiddos and the co-founder of Full-Time Families, the resource for your full-time RVing as a family, your needs on the road, and so much more. This podcast and every podcast, I am blessed to be joined by my lovely co-host, Hey, it's Mary Beth Goff, your Road Trip Teacher, also a homeschool and RV mama to four kiddos on the road, and the creator over at RoadTripTeacher.com, your educational resource for destination-based learning adventures. Our family also chronicles our travels at Diary of a Road Mom, so you can follow us over there as well. This week, um, we had quite the road school week in uh, the full-time families rig over here. We started the week uh, back to school after all these days of doing Balloon Fiesta and not being at school. Uh, we decided it's time to get back to work, and so um, back to Mystery Science, that's the curriculum that all my kiddos use. All different ages can access it. It's an online curriculum. And what I love about it is that it's very engaging, even though it's just online with videos, it's very engaging and the kids love it. So um, that's one of the things. As you know, last Sunday night, we talked to Julie from Poetry Tea Time. And so, of course, we had to employ Poetry Tea Time into our schedule this week I have to say, it didn't go exactly as I would have liked it to go. In my mind, it followed more, like, if you go to poetryteatime.com's website, you'll see a lovely dress table with treats on a tiered tray and children studiously studying poems. Yeah, ours didn't look like that. Unfortunately, I deleted all my pictures off my uh, phone this week, so I couldn't just... uh send a picture out. I think I did put it on up on Road School Moms earlier this week, but it's not part of my sneak of my sneak peek at my Road School week that I just posted on Road School Mom's Facebook group. So uh first of all my tablecloth uh I think had been used as a draft cloth at one point because it was pink all over it. Okay. Start with that. Then uh I set two kiddos into um baking goodie supplies that didn't work out. The first time they used way too much baking soda instead of three quarters of a teaspoon, they used three quarters of a cup of baking soda. If you've ever done that, you'll know that that makes an absolute disaster and is completely inedible. And the next thing they made was pudding. A big mess. So uh that's okay. We decided to pop some popcorn and <laughs> call it good and make the tea anyway. Uh, the Poetry was fine. I was able to just run onto the Internet and download and print out a couple of different poems, and we really enjoyed that part. And you know what? Um, it was only me that was being fussy about it. The kids thought it was all great, which was a really big lesson to me. And I know if Mary Beth was on right now, she would tell tell me she would say one word, and it's called expectations, because my expectations were this beautiful, beautiful tea set under a beautiful shade tree in a vineyard somewhere. And really the reality of it was a a, a second-rate tea party in a dusty RV park in Albuquerque. But nonetheless, my kids really enjoyed it and said to me, surprise, surprise, next week when we do poetry tea time, blah, 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 blah. So they're um, signed on to doing it every week, which is awesome. And uh, I'm looking forward to it next week. So I went to the Walmart... Well, I went to the grocery store, and I bought some easier-to-make treats. We won't be doing that from scratch anymore uh, for a while. And uh, so we'll see how it comes out next Tuesday. So that's what we're going to try to do every Tuesday, 4 p.m., and it's a great time in the day to have tea. So I'm really excited about it. Tell me about your week. Well, our week started off kind of slow because, as always, there's – God had another plan than our week. And, you know, we had plans to go to the Covered Bridges tour this week. Um, But I had a job cut up that I couldn't pass up, so I took my girls with me for a couple days and we got that out of the way and got to our Covered Bridge tour later on in the week. So we kind of done our week completely backwards from how we were going to, but it, it ended up just like it was supposed to. And we went to Park County, Indiana, which, if you remember, is where we spent in the 10 years of our life. Um, as part of promoters of that festival. Um, but this year we went at it a little bit different way and took it in as a true road schooling experience, and it was really a lot of fun. I'll, I think I talked about it last week on our show that we had last Sunday night on Road School Moms. I have to hand it to my sixth grader because she was right. We took it in as if we'd never been to the to the county before, to that area, and we really learned a lot of things that we never knew. Park County, of course, every destination builds themselves as, you know, different things. Um, but Clark County says it's a covered bridge capital of the world, and it truly is a beautiful, beautiful place if you're into that kind of thing. There are 33 covered bridges in this little Midwestern county um, in Indiana, and we took in 23, I believe, 23 or 24, 24, I guess. Um, but there are five different routes that you can take um, on these bridges, and we took three of them, and we really had a good time. It was really interesting. We're working on a road trip teacher study guide based on that already but um, honestly we just had a lot of fun just doing sightseeing really and taking in the bridges that were built and the boys really enjoyed looking at the architecture and the different time periods you could tell where some different bridges were built in different you know decades and it was really a lot of fun it's really a lot of fun so that's what our week entailed all about covered bridges I think that's fantastic I'm curious uh a lot of us express uh struggles when we go home to our where we launched from because uh you know there's there's something to the adage you can never go home again i don't think it's 100% but when you do go home after you've been out on the road like we have for a while things change everything changes the people that you were friends with there change and their circumstances change and um so i'm wondering uh what What was your experience like, especially since you had been so invested in that particular festival um, in your previous life? What was that like? Well, you know, that's a good question, and um, it's a little bit twofold because where we um, were promoted to the festival, we did spend an incredible amount of time there, but when you're there during the festival, there are literally hundreds of thousands of people there in 10 days, of people there in 10 days, and so while... You know that that was similar. Um, it was a little strange being on the outside looking in. And to be honest with you, we didn't go to the heart of where we owned our property for that exact reason because it was just it just felt weird. You know, it just felt weird. Um, but I can tell you that when we were there, we were within an hour of where our house was and where many of you know my kids still keep in touch with their friends from back there. Um, but we all elected not to go there because it, it does um you know we've had the opportunity to do, to meet up with some of those people like during spring breaks and things when we've been in florida and and you're right it's hard because you don't quite fit in that crowd anymore um and probably the awkwardness that we feel um maybe as RVers is probably maybe not felt from the other side it's you know i i think it's probably brought on more by how we feel not how they feel towards us um you know i don't i would never say that it was a feeling i got because someone treated us that way it was probably just because we, you know, we just have a different lifestyle and a different way that we've evolved and certain things to us that are not important at all are still important, you know, to the former to the people that maybe we ran around with at that time because their lives are still centered around schedules and schools and school schedules and certain sports activities or whatever it is that maybe you were involved in um, back where you were from. Um, and that's what I think I find the case is you don't quite fit in. You don't fit in that mold anymore because you know you're you're a little bit you're molded different i guess was the is my point so um I guess in answer to your question, we avoided some places because of that reason um, so I guess does that answer your question? It does, it does. I was wondering if you if you also experienced that. I, I find it's a running theme on um, Full-Time Families Facebook group, especially right now around the holiday season where a lot of us migrate back home and sometimes we're disenchanted with, um, with our experiences there. And like you said, we are now molded different. We've fallen out of the mold. Yeah, there, that's, that's a, a really better way molded, to say way it, to it, right? You don't really fit in that. You don't have to piece that, that fits in that puzzle. I always say we're the Easter eggs at Christmas, and I, you know what I mean? But I don't know how else to explain it other than that. Yeah, I think that's perfect. Well, talking about Easter eggs at Christmas, tonight we're going to be talking about Road Schooling High School with um, Cheryl Bethane, who now tell us, um, Cheryl is intricately involved in us and this winter. Tell, us, tell our listeners about that, Mary Beth. Right, so Cheryl's part of the Books and Beyond workshop that's going to be held in Florida in January, and we'll have her tell us more about that when she comes on, but KT, you and I are going to be hosting a workshop um, titled Road School, No RV Needed, um, and we're excited about doing that workshop. I know she can tell us about um, the other speakers that are going to be there that weekend, but I believe it's a two-day event um, geared for kind of a midwinter conference there in Florida. we'll, we'll- Okay, well, Cheryl is on with us, so let's bring her on. Cheryl, welcome to Road School Moms. Oh, thank you, ladies, for having me and inviting me to be a part of your program. Oh, thank hey, you so much for sharing yes. your t- evening with us tonight.
1: Now, Cheryl, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners who are not yet familiar with you. Okay, thank you. Um, I'm Cheryl, and we have been homeschooling about 24 years. We have eight children, ages 28 to 2. Um, I have to confess, we, we don't have an RV, but there was a period of time um, in our homeschooling years that we traveled up and down the I-95 corridor, the east coast there of the United States, either visiting family or vacationing, and then also uh, doing travel ball with my, my two boys throughout the southeastern Eastern states. So in those times, we did have a little bit of a road school experience, and I was able to add those things that we did into um, the high school content of the courses that my boys were doing at the time. So, you know, I, I at heart, I'm a road schooler because I realize that the firsthand experiences that you all get to have are the things that are remembered and will be continue to be remembered by your children um, because of the multi-century approach to education that you're taking.
0: I love that. So Cheryl, um, tell us about your specifics of your road schooling high school experience. With are your boys the oldest then?
1: They are. Mm-hmm. They are.
0: They're
1: so twenty eight. Go ahead. Nope, you go ahead. Uh, they're twenty eight, and um, then the twenty four year old is married, and they're both local here. Um, we we did we the oldest one just loved history, so we spent a lot of time on battlefields and. Um, just historical landmarks, like we ate that up because that was his interest. And, you know, I, as moms, as your moms that that you get to do life with talk about moving into the high school years or perhaps they're already there, you know, there's a great temptation to say, oh, okay, now we've hit high school, we need to buckle down because we, we got to get credits and we got to get courses that colleges, you know, want and all those things. But I, I encourage your moms to just stay in tune with your child's interests and their giftings because those are the things that are going to fuel learning, just like the elementary and the middle school years did. You know, we had a high schooler that was interested in marine biology, um, and we just had to look for opportunities that there were, to visit the aquariums and the estuaries, and uh, friends of ours told us about the Triton submarine um, facility here in Florida, where marine biologists are literally building uh, submarines for underground cities. So. You know, there's opportunities there for kids to talk to the marine biologists and find out about the the field and find out about what they do on a daily basis and find out, you know, what did you do in college, what prepared you for the job that you have today. So truly the world can still be your classroom when you're road-schooling high school. In fact, I believe that there are some opportunities that your children will have that many other children won't um, just because of the richness of what they're exposed to culturally geographically and, and just all that that encompasses. So I would encourage your listeners to as much as you feel the pressure um and not saying that that, that pressure is bad totally because obviously if your child's going to college there's going to be some things they're going to need. But to resist that temptation to to um let uh the pressure and the in and just the anxiety push out those experiential ex- Experiences that you guys are having now that are just just so awesome. Um, I, I, one of the things I do a lot of research. on um, uh, Education is a is a passion of mine. It has been. It'll, it'll it always will be. It's just it's just what I love. And so I'm always researching colleges. Part of also that being because Mike and I are consultants, homeschooling consultants. Um, we kind of worked into that. It's not something that we set out one day and said, oh, we're going to be consultants it has evolved into that because we were homeschool evaluators for twenty three years and we're following families through the journey. And one of the things that I um found out which I was thrilled about is there are colleges out there, one being MIT, and I know that not everybody's gone to MIT, but I want to encourage listeners because there are colleges that realize that they want um future students that have taken full advantage of the educational opportunities they've been given. In other words, they want to know that you used your left-constrained and the educational environment to the absolute zenith of its potential. And in traveling, you can do that um, as road school moms. And I just think that's fantastic.
0: Cheryl, I love that you mentioned that because, like you said, the stress sometimes does cause us to overlook all the amazing opportunities Mm -hmm. we have as road schoolers and to then fall back into that mold. That Meredith uh-huh. and I were talking about at the onset of the show. Um, I, so I love that you're reminding road schoolers that don't overlook this amazing blessing that we have in uh-huh. this exploratory learning that we have, and, and don't like shelve it because it's high school time. I completely concur. <laughs> okay. So it's easy to see the correlation of road schooling literature and history, but how would you work in math and even science into your whole high schooler's road school day?
1: Yes. Um, It can be very tricky. Um, And I would say when we were doing um, some of our schooling on the road, you know, I pretty much took the math book with us um, and we did that. I I was a little – not that we didn't look for opportunities to use math because I'm really big on everyday math. You know, opportunities, the tip, the the percentages, and all that stuff that you're going to obviously do while you're out on the road. But there was part of me that wanted that textbook, that that you know, the next. What's the next concept we have to learn? Because in math they build. Um, so we used the the math book, and then generally, you know, if if we were out um traveling at some point and we needed other resources there was always the Khan Academy and I knew one of the most recent ones is 36 University that some families are using so for us we just chose more of that's just one thing we're going to use a textbook for especially as we got into the higher math um as far as science you know we we pretty much said okay where are we going Um, And this is what I would encourage your your listeners to do as well. What are your plans? What are your travel plans? And then how might science fit into that? So, for example, if you're going to, like, out west where there's the Grand Canyon and you've got mining communities and you've got volcanic activity and mountainous areas, you know, it might be a year that you could study earth science or geology or something that is related to what you're going to be um, experiencing because those are the unique opportunities that the areas you're traveling to will afford you that like my kids, you know, we're in flat Florida. <laughs> we uh we, we don't have mountains and we don't have canyons and though we can learn that from a book, it's way different when you can see it, uh, for real. So I would encourage your, your your listeners to think about those things. The other thing that we did that our kids loved was a lot of factory tours. So we did like ice cream plants and dairy farms and snack factories and you say, Well that's just for elementary and middle school kids, but your high schoolers are going to take it at a different level. They're going to take in the technology, they're going to start be looking at the careers and just the whole production process and what is involved in that because they're going to have more of the abstract thinking to be able to do that. Um, Another thing that you can do for science is there's a thing called citizen science and you can search that online um, to find projects in Real science research projects that are happening in the areas that you're going to be in, that you might be able to participate in. So, like, one we happened to be actually um, not traveling at the time, but my um, high schooler was doing biology. There was a bird unit, and there happened to be a bird banding um, opportunity locally for us at a local, just a local park, and it was on the local ornithology. Um, website, and my kids were able to go ban birds. They were doing scientific experiments, They'd catch the birds, they'd ban them, they'd study them, they'd do all the data on the birds, and then they would them. And that was just, it just opened up a new world um, to my son in particular, who, you know, he could read about the birds on the page, but just seeing that all happen was huge. So citizen science is one of those things that you could, you could work that as well into your travels and then maybe even then work that into your course. And I actually um, put up a blog on my site for you guys, so that you can kind of get some links. You know, if you just get off and you're like your creative juices are jumping, and you just want to jump into it, I've I've kind of made a blog about citizen science, so that you can get a start with some links and some help there.
0: That's awesome. I'll be we'll be sure and put those um, the links to that blog post and those links to citizen science in our show notes for this particular show. So Cheryl, tell us for a road school mom who is going to be um, road schooling a high schooler for the first time,
1: mm-hmm. can you share
0: with her um, tips or mm-hmm. you know how do you, how does she choose a roadmap um, for road schooling her high schooler with so many options out there from box curriculum to a full online schedule or an unschooler schedule? I mean, there's everything in between. How how does one figure out which direction to go?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's to me, it's not much different than the younger years, and it's going to vary for each family, obviously, based on your travel circumstances, based on your philosophy of, edu- of education, um, and you're going to have some families that are going to just be more comfortable working with an accredited distance option like Oak Meadow or Keystone or something like that. But then there's going to be other moms that are saying, you know what, I'm just going to use a textbook as a spine and we're going to then throw in all these other things, whether it be living books or all the experiences that we have, your covered bridge, uh, wow, wh- how fascinating is that? Like what an experience. I love covered bridges and never have that, but boy, I sure would love to be able to show that to my kids. So, how can we tie those things in using our textbook as a spine? And then, of course, you're going to have moms who are feeling totally comfortable with going way outside the box and saying, you know, I'm not sure I need a textbook for this. We're just going to do, um, you know, business and entrepreneurial principles on the road when we interview different business owners. Um, I would say this, though, and I don't, I think this is, this would be, of course, my opinion and, and, um, just in working with all of the kids that we have over the last 23 years, I would say don't shortchange your kids. You you know, college is on the horizon, it, and some people say, well, college just isn't for us. We have no intention of going to college, but you really honestly don't know. Like as much as we want to control, you know, sometimes the destination of our kids, um, you really can't. I had one that I wasn't sure was going to go to college in the end, decided he was going to go to college, and I'm just glad that I kept up with kind of those minimum requirements that colleges would be looking for. And he then didn't have to just be, you know, oh, frantic trying to get all these these um, courses done. So, basically, what I encourage moms to think about, and of course, this is varies per family, but think about at least four English because that's like four years, and you can get that on your on the road. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the in the broadcast, but You know, think about American history, world history, British literature. Those things, again, you can get those on the road. Like you said, um, just one of the things that I loved was going to Concord, Massachusetts, to the Orchard House where Louisa May Alcott actually wrote her, her book, Little Women. And when you sit there and you see that setting and you see the desk she penned her work at, it just opens up a whole different realm to the meaning of that book and how that book sticks with you. So American, World, and British. Lit. Then there's math, and of course colleges are looking for three to four math, generally Algebra One and above. Um, but in and you know there's nothing wrong with consumer math and business math, even though some colleges aren't necessarily going to say, yeah, we'll we'll take that as a math. I still encourage uh, families to kind of look at those options um, because obviously we all need that. Everybody <laughs> you got to be able to figure out your bills when they come in. Um and then three science, at least three science, of course, if you're looking at a highly selective college, that might actually be four um and then the world, of course, you guys with road schooling, like I said, the geology, you've got that at your fingertips, the biology, the chemistry, the physics, the earth science, anatomy and physiology, those are generally some ideas for moms as they're as they're moving you know towards looking at high school and what that might encompass science wise Um, The social studies, generally they're looking for three credits in that, and that boils down to like American history, world history, and then some form of economics and American government, which again is super easy to get while you're on the road, like you're just immersed in it, right, in geography. So, And then the other thing is the two years of the same foreign language, which not all colleges, um, you know, require, but it is something that Sometimes I tell people, you know what, leave that to your junior, senior year, and then if you decide you're going to college and the college wants that, leave that to be tackled. Now, I do tell people, I say, you know, like if you're going to William & Mary, which you know, actually I was I was speaking to a group of mamas last week, and I kind of threw this this example and She raised her hand and said, I went to William and & Mary, and it was four foreign languages. She's not joking. <laughs> so if for some reason, like your kids... If you know they're going to go to a college, I always say look that college up, or if there's five top choices they're going, look that college up and find out what those requirements are so that you're not blindsided, um, you know, junior year thinking, oh, my goodness, I have to get all of this done. You just don't want to shortchange your learner. Like I said, I had, I had didn't know that my second one would go to college for sure. Um, and so you just – and he did it. He did. It. He got his AA and then went on to a four-year college and now is in grad school, which I never would have thought he would have ever gotten his doctorate, but he is. So, again, we don't know what those things are going to be going, you know, what are gonna, what's going to come down the pike for our kids, but if they're prepared, it's always easier.
0: Those are really good action steps. I love that. I love how you broke it down to um, the number of classes we need because now, you know, people can make a list and start checking it off if, if their list checkers, yeah. like, Yeah, and that's, it's simply higher. a guideline.
1: Yeah, it's simply a guideline yeah. because, again, it's going to vary per where they're going. Um, so, yeah.
0: Okay, so you you mentioned this briefly, English, language.
1: Uh, what about mm-hmm. writing?
0: How can we be sure our high schooler is getting what he or she needs in the way of writing <laughs> formal essays and such?
1: Oh, wow. This varies so greatly, even amongst non-road schoolers. <laughs> like I've seen kids have no writing program until their junior year and then, like they have the opportunity to write for a magazine and they're like mom i have no idea what i'm doing and then like crash course start writing and they're writing for publication it's amazing now obviously that's that's not everybody and and again it's going to be where do you feel comfortable as a mom um for me i am a writer but i still i'm like okay i i want to know what i need as far as guidelines like i want to know i'm getting them a little bit of persuasive writing a little bit of expository a little bit of narrative writing you know a little bit of memoir writing I want to make sure that they can write um maybe a certain let's say 500 words in 25 minutes Um, so in case they take timed essays um, on like the SAT or some other college entrance exams they're going to know what that feels like they're going to know that they can actually do that so again it's going to vary per family but as you're on the road obviously you could get a formal writing curriculum and do that and then you could tweak it a little bit if if you, if you feel like you're a tweaker and can do that. Um, if you just want to look for opportunities that are around you, one of the things that we did was there was a history museum that was doing an essay competition. And my son, loving history, said, hey, you know, might you be interested in this? You've got to research the local history, and then you need to write a um, first-person narrative, in other words, that you were there saying through your eyes this is what happened. Um, And you had to do that. He had to do that with under 350 words. So every word counted, it had to be in the first person, and he had to do the research to to actually, you know, write the paper. And then he was able to enter the competition. We spent several months just really fine-tuning that paper, and that time together was rich. So I'm not one of these persons that says every student has to write a paper a week. I mean, in that situation, what we did in that time for that paper was so valuable. It was probably like six months of work only in just that several months. So the other thing is look for freelance writing opportunities while you're traveling, either letters to the editors of places that you're at. You could do um, maybe restaurant reviews in the areas that you're doing. Um, Look for places that you might be able to write articles for travel or niche magazines like flying or photography or camping or hiking, things that are interesting to your learner that they then have a vested intrinsic interest in to want to write about. Um, and then maybe a persuasive, uh, whether it be a PowerPoint or a persuasive paper or maybe a postcard or a brochure of some kind that says, hey, we just visited here. This is why you should visit here or this is why you shouldn't. That's a good way to throw the persuasive in. So, again, it's, it's really going to be dependent on what the mom's going to feel comfortable with. Um overseeing and, and and grading and and all that kind of and the learner as well and the travel search circumstances so there's not a there's not a like perfect formula I don't think like i've seen families for twenty three years and I could tell you that there was no one formulaic way that every writer did it that made them a success. It was the mom saying. This is your bent. This is what you're this is what's gonna match your learning style. This is what's gonna match our family circumstances and that's why it was successful.
0: That's awesome information. I can't let this um little part of our broadcast about writing go by without saying um my kiddos are using not grass history this year. We're not just using oh, it for yeah. history. Yes. And I yes. need to find out where I'm going with this. So my middle schoolers of course are using um America the Beautiful. We've talked on that on previous mm-hmm. shows. My high uh-huh. schooler is using Exploring America, and I can't tell you, Road School Moms, how much I love, love, love what he's doing with that. It's going to be four credits for him this year because he is using it in its full capacity for history, Bible, literature, and geography, I guess, will be Target. before the uh-huh. credits that he gets. But I can tell you that the weekly lessons, like I said, we're using it. You can use as much or as little of, of, of the planned curriculum as you want, but uh-huh. um, the the biggest benefit that my high schooler is getting out of um, that not grass history curriculum for this year is the writing components because it really does encourage, um, you know, short writing, and um, we've mm-hmm. already talked about, you know, what he's going to do um, at the end of the semester for a longer writing project, um, and at least for him, and he's a sophomore this year, I mean, this is his second year in high school, um, so it's not like I have tons of experience, but I can already see that for him... You know, it's kind of drug him along with the writing, so
1: um, mm-hmm. kudos to them That's for fantastic. that. fantastic. Fantastic. Yep. Okay, Cheryl. Good for
0: so you. Yay. Get... <laughs> well, I just have to say that because, you know, there's so many things. You know how it is. There's so many things that you yeah. try that doesn't work like you think yeah. it's going to, and this yeah. works so well for my high school. He absolutely loves it. So anyway, okay. Cheryl, let's get back to your
1: own road school high school experiences. What are a few of your favorites? Mm. Oh, wow. A few, huh? Um so my oldest son, who's the, he's the 28-year-old, he loved history. My husband is a 30-year veteran um, history teacher, so um, it, history kind of lives in our house. But um, we just took the opportunity whenever we could to just visit, like I said, any battlefield, any landmark, whatever. So in middle school, he read a book called Old Ironsides, The Fighting Constitution by Harry Hudson. It's a fantastic read. It's part of the landmark series series. Um, I'm not sure if you could get it on audio or not, but really, truly a fantastic read. And he read that, felt like he was on the boat. Well, we had an opportunity come uh, probably his freshman year, maybe sophomore year, to go to Boston and spend some a, couple, a good jump of time, actually, almost a week, I think. And the USF Constitution had just reopened. It had been refurbished, and it was docked in Boston Harbor. And I'm in the sales were up that day. It was a sight. I just literally, I think I stopped and my jaw dropped. And the people are like, "What's up with that chick?" But I think it's because I, we read the history. We talked about it, like we, and then we got to see the boat, and then we got to walk on the boat. I just, we all as a family walked on, and were were thinking about the soldiers that have fought on that boat, just, um, just the freedom that was won for our country on that boat, the lives that were, you know. Sacrificed for our for our freedoms. Um, I, I can't even tell you. Like I still that moment, I can see that shiny deck floor because it's still an active an active boat <laughs> or active ship. Um, so they they have a crew that's on it, and it, it just was fantastic. I, can, I think another one would be we got to visit Cross Creek, where which is outside of Gainesville in Florida, and it's where Marjorie Keenan Rawlings wrote The Yearling. And we walked on that property. There were chickens roaming the property. She had a wraparound porch, her refrigerator, or at ice box, actually, because they literally did put the ice in the box, you know, a couple times a day. And they told us about that. And we got to see her porch, her screen porch, where her, her typewriter was still sitting on a table. Um, and I just looked out over her property, and I could just feel the setting of that book. And my, we got back in the car, and the kids and I just talked not only about the yearling and the characters, but about Marjorie and rawling and just her life experiences and how that all went in. It wasn't just a once read through the yearling and then put it down and get the credit for it. It was we felt it. We were there, you know? So it's just those, Those I think, are just two of the, of the many. Um, I think the other thing that we did that I'm really glad we did was we took any chance we could to walk on a college campus. And even if it was a college campus we didn't think our kids were even really interested in. We wanted them, like if it was in Atlanta, we wanted them to feel, you know, what's it going to be like to go to a school in a big city? What's it going to be like to go to school on the beach? Because there are schools on the beach. What's it going to feel like to go to school in a, at a small school in a farming community? And by doing that, we were able to narrow out um, some campuses right away. Like, oh, I don't, I don't even want to go there. That's in the middle of, you know, Philadelphia. I don't even want to go there. That's in the middle of a, you know, cow pasture somewhere. And so we were able to really weed out based on just those experiences um, that we had, taking the opportunity to go visit colleges and walk on campuses, which is not something that a lot of people, you know, we think about the historical sites and all those kinds of things, but I'm just really glad that we took chances to go on those campuses. I love that. Um, we have the opportunity, we have had
0: the opportunity to tour as a group of several campuses, including Cardwork U. at uh, oh, yeah, it was super fun at our at our last Branton Road School convention, or not back to school, not back to school convention. That's what that was, uh, and that was super fun just to expose the kids to that. So I, uh, I mm. that's a really good reminder to go out there and do that. Yeah. Okay, we've covered so much tonight, Cheryl. <laughs> Can you give us a brief encouragement about keeping and writing
1: transcripts? Oy, like, mm. like it's not enough <laughs> to do what we do. Now we got to actually record that we're yeah. doing it. Well, in a transcript, it, it's almost like it just makes hair stand up on people's you know necks, and just sweat bullets. We're like, oh, so we're not we can't talk about that tonight. I mean, that's literally I do you know half day seminars on just that kind of thing. But I, here's what I would encourage your your road school mamas to do: as you're embracing these opportunities, going to the Grand Canyon, talking to your marine biologist, going to see the covered bridges, um, then to walk on college campuses, just make a bullet list of those things. You may not know where Covered Bridges is going to go, although it fits fantastically into what you're doing for your American history with not grass. But, you know, you don't know at this point maybe what that bullet point is going to mean, but just keep the bullet point. And it might seem like something insignificant, like um served, you know, ten hours at a soup kitchen we have to be passing by, whatever. Whatever it is, bullet point it. If you know where it's going to go, like, the you know, your Covered Bridge, that's going to fit into maybe American history, great can put it right there. But if you don't, just keep a running list. As you go through that bullet list, that will stay there forever and you will not forget the wonderful things that you did. Because when it comes transcript time to say, oh my goodness, what are we going to, what did we do? How are we going to put this all together? Did we even do enough for geography? Did we even do enough to get a marine biology credit? You can look down that bullet point list and just be reaffirmed of the things that you did do. If later comes and you start looking at that bullet point, what, what it will reveal to you as well as it did for us, and it does for, I, I tell this to moms, road school and not, you will start finding maybe interests or um, giftings that your kids had that you never knew. Because, you know, in, in the in the busyness of all every day, you may not realize wow, this is like the 30-second ukulele tutorial you've been watching online. Like, I had no idea, you know, because, you know, we're busy. We're busy moms, and we just don't see it all the time. But that's what it's done for me to say, wow, like, there's enough here for us to get to, to get a half a credit out of music theory or a half a credit out of um, drawing and painting because you were sketching all this stuff. So um, that's what I encourage moms to do. That's like the first step to do that way is The other thing is if you go to a college that asks you to do a little bit of writing about maybe a course, maybe the the requirements that you had or to write course descriptions, you've got those bullet points, you just copy and paste those into what will then become your course description. So if all else, if you do nothing else but just keep a bullet list, especially if you're really outside of the box and you're not using, you know, like a, a, a curriculum as a framework, Um, those things can be used later um, to start developing your transcript, you know, when that comes time to put that together.
0: I love all that information, and I know that you've already agreed to um, come back on a later show, so we'll get you back on, Cheryl, um, and talk a little bit more thoroughly about transcripts and college-bound and the application process and all that. So we'll work that in a It's a passion area.
1: It's a passion (laughs) area of mine because I feel like all families, road schooling or not, like, High school is such a rich season. It's so valuable. Oh, yeah, we deal with hormones. Oh, yeah, you know, you're going to have some rough bumps. But you're getting to see an adult blossom out of all of what the experience that they've grown, the opportunities you've had together, the relationship that you've formed. Like there's a celebration to be had, um, I believe, when you get to high school. Um, and I just don't want parents to miss that in the midst of trying to get all this, oh, we've got to get this done, we have to check that box, we have to go, you know, get this application done, we have to take this SAT. And sometimes that, what happens is we lose the relationship with our children in that. So I just want to encourage parents that they can celebrate high school. Like, it's a really great time, um, even with its lumps and bumps. I love
0: that. I love that encouragement. Okay, Cheryl, so we talked about it, Kimberly and I, just for a few minutes right before you came on, but tell us about the event in January in
1: Florida. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Books and Beyond was, um, it's a team of volunteer moms. We don't get paid. Uh, We do it because we love to encourage. We want women and men, parents, families, really, um, to have an opportunity for mid-year encouragement. Um, There wasn't a mid-year encouragement event. um, I think it was about eight years ago, seven or eight years ago um and so we just felt like this is something we wanted to do. So this year coming up, you guys are going to be joining us, joining us and I hope some of the road school families will come along and and join us for the day. It's fri- it's Friday night. So Friday night we've got um Dan Marcone, who's a who's a local licensed mental health counselor. He specializes in anxiety and depression in children and young adults and why we're seeing just kids just um just dealing with huge anxiety issues as related to what we you know, what are we as families putting and, and educationally putting on our kids that that we could maybe back off a little bit so that we can release some of that tension. That's Friday night, um Saturday and we start bright and early. We have a keynote this year it's going to be the Unhurried Homeschool uh, mom that would be Drinda Wilson. She wrote the Unhurried Homeschooler, she's gonna be our keynote keynote and then we've got um let's see Sherry Sellikson who's very well known. We've got um my husband and I are going to be speaking. Holly Giles, who I know is a friend of y'all, she's going to be speaking as well. We've got um, a local mom here who's had eight children. They're all gone um, out of the home, and she is now teaching adjunct at a local community college and grandchildren and all that stuff. She's going to actually be – people wanted to know, how do I talk to my kids about um, just, you know, preparation for marriage and and that kind of thing. And so she's going to be helping parents navigate what's that look like, what is that – you know, what do we need to prepare for – all those kinds of things. So we and we've got things from preschool all the way to beyond high school, and we try to hit as many of the life seasons as we can. So it is really a great time. We try to make it as you know affordable as we can, based on the cost, of course, of the facility and that kind of thing. It's truly just a weekend of encouragement, and that goes till five o'clock on Saturday. That's January the 26th and 27th.
0: Well, I am super stoked about that. I've got that on my planner. I've had it for the last couple of weeks and I'm just I'm just really thrilled that you That's um took awesome. to include us and we just um and we're really excited to share it with our um homeschool, road school families as well. So Cheryl, thank you so much for coming on and for spending you the bet. evening with us. We
1: really appreciate it. You bet. All right. We'll look forward to seeing you guys and talking to you a little bit later in the year. Perfect. See you down the road. Bye bye.
0: You know, we've done a lot of shows specifically about high school, but um, that was one of the most, um, I guess, easily for, le- least daunting, right? When we talk about high school and homeschooling and road schooling, I get really nervous, Mary Beth. And we talk about record keeping, I get all jittery, and then, you know, my uh, default is to do nothing. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I'm good at. But this one, I, you know, Cheryl, um obviously knows her stuff. She's been homeschooling for forever. Um, but it was just so good to hear it broken down that way. What did you think? Yeah, um, I'll have to hand it to Holly Giles, of course. Um, it's no secret to our road school moms. Katie and I are big, big fans of the Giles Frontier and Holly Giles, and we're both doing the Prairie Life Book Club that's, um, from Holly. But one of the other resources that we have um, gotten the opportunity to meet up with is Cheryl Last That's um, that's how we, I got familiar with Cheryl uh, last year actually and she does she has a great amount of resource she's just a wealth of information and you're exactly right she breaks it down really easily you know I think it you know just for instance just her um, you know her knowledge and you know talking about going through the subjects you know and you know here's the parameter of credits that you probably need you know just as a basis Um, so it's Great to have that information, and um, I know she's got blog posts, and we're going to put all the links in um, so that you can um, get her resources in the show notes for um, the replay for this show. I love that. Very cool. Um, so what's coming up for you this week? Oh, my goodness. Well, I'll tell you that because we didn't get to all the bridges in Park County, my kids are bound to term and I don't. It's like, is there anything that's not a competition in our household? Um, so we're going to finish up those cover bridges that we didn't get to see um, early in the week. And the weather's turning coldish up here. So, gosh, I'm I'm really, really starting to feel the need to head south. But we're going to try to wait it out for a couple more weeks up here. We have plans to hopefully be here for Halloween. So we're going to be gearing up for that over this next week. And um, I don't know. I think that's really about it for us. We're looking at a full schedule for road school moms. I don't know if you checked our the uh, wonderful Google Doc that you created for us, but the next several weeks are full, full, full. We'll talk about that at the end of the broadcast as far as our schedule. Let's up on your right? So I am moving uh, tomorrow. I'm moving further east. You know, we're starting to make our slow trek east. It's only, I don't know, someone said like 17 days or 18, 16 days until I uh, disembark embark? Is it embark Mm -hmm. or disembark? I guess embark on uh, my um, Cruise Chicks cruise with uh, Road School Mom Sarah James, Road School Mom Margie Lundy, and Road School Mom Tiana Johnson. So I'm super stoked about that. I've been packed for weeks, for weeks. Um, So cheap, I don't want to pick. So we got the cheapest ticket. Sarah and I are flying out from Houston to Fort Lauderdale, so we didn't have to kill ourselves to get back to Florida. And um, the first set of tickets, it was super cheap, and I – clicked okay I want these tickets and the next thing it asked me is if I wanted a seat on the plane and I thought what <laughs> do I have the option to stand because I might actually take that option depending on how much a seat costs so yes I want a seat on the plane so there was another $20 and at this point my nickel and dime alarm was going off and so then it said do you want to bring a bag with you like do you
1: do you want to check oh, a bag no. and I thought no, oh so lord funny. here
0: we go so I said no so I am packing what I affectionately call my Hello Kitty backpack
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> with all my
0: essentials in it, and that is what I'm going to wear on the cruise And So Be It because I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to be in my baby suit and my cover-up most of the time. I've got, like, one nice black dress to wear five nights in a row. I don't care. This is my vacation, and I'm not going to stress out about what I look like, so – Really looking forward to it. And I like traveling light, too. I get a certain satisfaction out of traveling light. So we we go with my Hello Kitty backpack. Sarah, um, in the long run, decided she did need a bag, and so she bought a bag. So she'll have more room and more stuff. I think she's actually bringing um, water with her, too. There's something about water on cruises. I don't know. It's a whole education on cruising. Have you ever gone on a cruise? No, girl, I have not been on a cruise, and you know. Are you just bringing this up on the air because you know as much as I am dying to be with you on a cruise chick retreat, but I just could not bring myself to do the cruise thing. I hate to admit it. It scares me to death, so I don't know. You do this one, and then I'll listen to your survival stories, and maybe the next one I'll get up the guts to come with you. Yes. Okay, well, that reminds me, because I am um, going to be recording a segment from those road school moms and beyond, obviously, um, I didn't mention, I failed to mention Michelle Harkins, and uh, keep Michelle in your prayers, I think you've seen what's been going on with her daughter, Grace, who spent most of the week in the hospital with what I think they've determined was an acute case of ulcerous colitis, ulcerative colitis, so uh, keep her in your prayers. Um, she is obviously heading up this whole cruise tricks thing. And I will be recording a short segment to be played on our um, November 19th show, which is also going to be our Instant Pot Thanksgiving show. It's a great show, so don't miss it. Uh, you talked about the other shows we've got coming up. Connie uh, e. Cullum, the Piano University, next week. Uh, Becky with at com, November 5th. Um, Amy Sullivan from Gutsy Girls, November 12th. Uh, let's see what I got. 11:19 uh, I just mentioned is going to be a little recap of the Cruise Chick's cruise and our Instant Pot show. 11:26 Holiday Gift Guide show. 12-3 Holiday Road School resources. I really love that show. That's a show we do every year, and um, just brings to light all these resources to you know take a break from your regularly scheduled road school and do some fun road schooling for the holidays. Don't give up. Don't give up doing the school, but just do different things. Uh, twelve ten, easy kitchen fun for the holidays. I'm really excited about that one too. Um, twelve seventeen, homemade holidays. Twelve twenty four and twelve thirty one. You and I are on vacation. We are, and I think we talked about uh, we're going to give our road school moms a special message from us for the holidays at that time of the year, and then we are going to take a break from the air and thoroughly enjoy those two weeks at home with our kiddos and our families and. Whatever else the holidays bring, I can't wait. It doesn't seem possible that we're talking about Christmas and New Year's, but here we are. Yep, absolutely. It's crazy. And, you know, this time of year starts going faster and faster and faster. So I'm glad we've got all our shows nailed down, and I'm excited to bring all this new content to the listeners. Um, Speaking of content, listeners, all of the above, let us know how we can pray for you. We really want to know. We actually have our own road school moms set up, prayer warriors, um, who work diligently be- behind the scenes to bring your intentions to God. And you can tap into that resource. It doesn't have to be some critical thing either. It can be anything. Pray for me that I have safe travels. Pray for me that I don't pull my hair out of my head while I'm road schooling my kiddos. Pray, pray for me because my dog is in a diaper. That's a whole other story. So, <laughs> just pray for me. So, and you can tap into that resource really easy by just sending an email to RSMPrayers, that's Road School Moms, Prayers at gmail.com, and there you can um, just put in your prayer request and you'll get some encouraging um, emails back. I love, love, love this ministry. I, th- I am so thankful and appreciative. Mary Beth and I are both so thankful and appreciative to the women who run that behind the scenes. And, you know, also, right now, concurrently, we are in a Road School Moms Bible study. You want to keep your eyes peeled for on the Road School Moms Facebook group for our next Bible study. This Bible study has been phenomenal. I am growing, growing, growing. This is the Fruit of the Spirit Bible study put on by Heather Paul, and it's fantastic. I love every day of it. I had to take um, a week and a half off to, for the balloon Fiesta, but I came right back to it. I'm so glad that I did um because it's just so so encouraging it's great i really love it it is kudos to heather for all that she's doing in that group and um the bible study itself you know is very thoroughly laid out and she's done such a wonderful job and um yeah so special thanks to her um since we're talking about emails uh guess how you can get a free digital product of your choice from the learning shop over at road trip teacher absolutely easy as pie If you're listening to us on a replay from iTunes, just give us a review at the end of the broadcast and then shoot me an email, info at roadtripteacher.com, or let Kimberly know over at Kimberly at fulltimefamilies.com, and I will give you the free product of your choice out of my learning shop at Road Trip Teacher. If by chance you need to give us less than four or five stars, that's absolutely okay. We want your true and honest review. Just be sure and drop us a line at one of those emails and let us know how we can better serve your road school mom's needs. Is that it for tonight, KT? Is it a wrap? I think that it is. I'm so happy to have spent the last hour with you and Ms. Cheryl, and I look forward to doing it again next week. Absolutely. And next week it is same time, same place at 9 p.m. Eastern time, right here on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Until then, Road School Moms, safe travels, and God bless. This is Kimberly. And this is Mary Beth, your Road School Moms, on the road where education meets adventure. Until next time, we wish you safe travels and leave you with our traveler's prayer. Lord, be our guide and protector. Let those I encounter be blessed by my words. Let my hands be filled with your work. And may I be filled with your grace and kind words for others. May I be a light unto those around me on the journey ahead. Amen. Amen. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. If you'd like more information, go
1: to roadschoolmoms.com.